Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. Last week I started out with a series, on, on our series, with a sermon. Um, and it's, it's always, um, if you know me, uh, the first two sermons of, this, of the year, I try to, to listen to what, Lord, what are you saying for us as a church? What are you saying for us prophetically as a church and individuals and, and for the new year to come? And uh, so if you, you were here last week, you would have got um, the message. Um, I had a prophetic sermon that God spoke to me through the, the holiday seasons on the year 2022. And I want to um, invite you to go and listen to that. So last week, I dived into uh, three words that God has given me. Three words for the new year. And the three words was light, seed, and glory. And, um, and if, you, if you go to that, I spoke about the light of God shining. And, um, and, and if you go to the number 22, and I'm going to quickly do a quick recap on that. If you go to the number 22, I love the Bible numerics. And Bible numerics is the meaning of, of numbers in the Bible. And uh, yes, it can go pretty weird pretty quick. And that's why I'm, I'm quite cautious with that. So I'm, I'm listening to Lord. What are you saying with this? Is this sure, secure in our hearts? And the number 22 means light manifest. So light, the light of God. And, um, and light manifests, manifests, if you take manifest, it means to appear. Now, it, 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 it appears. And, um, and, and I spoke about light appearing this year, and the world is getting darker, but I trust that God's light is going to shine brighter this year. And then I spoke about the seed of God, that God has given you seed this year to reach out, to make, a, um, um, to make an impact on other lives, and to be a seed for others. And uh, so I want to encourage you to go and listen to that sermon. Now this morning, I want to I start out with the third word, and the third word is glory. I want to speak about the glory of God. And, but first, I want to quickly, the, the number 22, just want to, I, I ran over that. 22 means light, if you look at the Bible numerics. But there was 22 letters in the, in the Hebrew alphabet. And if you look at the Hebrew alphabet, you uh, speak about, if you speak to any Jewish um, scholar and how they were in that times when they spoke about the alphabet the Jewish alphabet it, direct, it was a direct connection to the light that la the, the lamp that lights my feet or gives light to my feet to walk and when I spoke about the word of God they think about the alphabet who wrote the word of God and that's why the light was connected. 22 means light, but it's also connected to the Hebrew alphabet but if you look at the last words of Jesus on the cross he quoted Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you look at the, the calendar we are in right now, I think this week, literally, it is exactly 22 months since we went into lockdown. 22 months. There is something prophetic on this year. Something prophetic on the number 22. And we can't miss that. We need, to proof, we, we need to intentionally look at, Lord, what do you want to tell us this year? Now, I said I believe that the, the world is getting darker, but I truly believe, and I want to say that over and over again, that God's light is going to be brighter this year. The darker it's getting, the brighter lights get. And God's light is going to shine not from the church, but from our lives. And God has called churches, the church, the body of Christ, not just our church, to shine in this season. So... Now, when we planted this church, God gave us two very significant words. 
And I want to go into that before I go into our topic today. He gave us two very significant words. The first was John 1 verse 4 to 5. It says that in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness could not comprehend. And it speaks about the power of light. First, the life of God that brought light into us. And when the light shines in the darkness, there's no way darkness can, can comprehend it. But then God also gave us this scripture, and I want to focus a bit more on that today. It's Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 2. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness shall cover um, the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. Now this morning I want to start out with a series of sermons, one or two or three. I don't know how many we will end it, but probably three of them. But I want to speak about designed for. You are designed for certain things that God has designed you. Now this morning I want to speak about designed for His glory. We are designed for His glory. Just as Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine for your light has come, and what does he say? The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. He has risen upon you. Now, if you look at the biblical context of the scripture, yes, it was written for Jerusalem. It was a prophetic word for the nation Israel and for Jerusalem that says, Jerusalem, you suffered severe things, but now is your time to be risen. Now is the time for my light to shine over you. But when God spoke to me regarding this church, I sensed that God was saying this. That this church, our church, KLC Salambosh, will be a light that rises. And that the glory of God would be seen upon this church, but also upon every person in our church. Now you know me, that I'm not our church and only our church. We pray for every church in this town. I believe in the body of Christ. I believe in taking hands with every pastor, minister, priest, domini, whoever in this town. And you know me by now, that's, that's what I believe in. I believe in God has called us as a corporate body to reach our town and to make His light shine. But I believe God has called our church to experience and reflect the glory of God where we are planted. If you are planted in your business, May God's light shine there this year. If you are planted in schools and you're a teacher, may God's light shine through your life. If you are a doctor, whoever you are and wherever you are, may His light shine through your life so that you will have an impact without saying a word just by who God called you to be. See, we don't have to go and stand in the street corners and shout and wave the Bible in people's faces. We need to live that. We need to be that. Now, one of my first questions that comes up when we speak about the glory, and, and probably in, in every context, is what is the glory of God? What is the glory of God? Have you ever thought about it? People speak about it and you read about it, but truly, what is the glory of God? See, when we speak about the glory of God, we actually speak about His presence. We speak about the presence of God. But the glory is just the presence of God when the presence of God manifests. Uh, people speak, speak about the manifestation of God's presence. So it's His presence. When we are in worship this morning, we experience His presence. But when His presence manifests, it is a deeper level. There's levels to His presence. It's incredible. 
Now, if you remember last week's sermon, I speak about light, and the, the word, the number 22, it means light manifests, light appears this year. I, 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 I really believe that, that maybe it's getting dark all over social media news, but light will appear. Light will come in and make a change. Now, the manifestation of light is just the same as the manifestation of God's presence. It's His glory. When we experience God's presence, <clears throat> there's a deeper level. There always is. And it's in this level where we see and experience God's power. I don't know if you've been in, in meetings where, where you really experience God's power. Amen. I have been where people get healed left, right, and center. And it's incredible. Sometimes you can't stand on your feet. You have to sit down or lie down. Or it's just His presence gets so heavy. See, the glory is not that warm, fuzzy feeling that we feel sometimes when you do quiet time. And yes, it's also, there's the, certain levels. The glory is a manifestation of the power of God. Now, if you've ever experienced this, if you've ever been in a place where you experienced the glory of God, it, it is a place where nothing else in the world matters. Nothing. You experience that ultimate fulfillment of why we are alive. There's just something when God's glory comes in. Um, I, I read about three missionaries who was deep in Africa, and they were doing outreaches on tribes there, and, and there was three um, um, Sangomas all over, and they wanted to kill them, literally. They rallied the people to kill them. But these guys just kept on doing their meetings in the, in the villages until one day the three Sangomas came in. They had crowd. They wanted to kill them, literally, on the spot. And God's glory came in into the setting and everyone in that village bit the dust they were on their faces some gomas included it's incredible so amazing testimony and when they stood up they couldn't move some of them were shaken with fear of what's happening to me when the glory of god just rested on them and you know what was the greatest thing of that 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 testimony when they got up there everyone was healed there was no sick one in that tribe. Any, everyone was saved, made the praises of God, that Sangomas was prophesying. It was just a holy party. Just God's glory. And I read that and I realized, Lord, are we just playing church? Are we really seeking God's glory? Are we seeking His presence in our lives? Let's just be honest. I want God's presence. I need His presence. See, the glory is the manifest presence and the power of God. You see, it satisfies our hunger in us that, that, can never, that, that was never satisfied before. If you're in that presence moment, I had a, a number of those moments and settings and conferences or whatever, and I'm on my knees, I'm crying, and I realize in that moment, it is satisfying a hunger in me for God that nothing else can satisfy. And, always, and I, I remember every time I pray is, Lord, can I stay here forever? I just want to stay in this moment. Now, if you want it or not, if you want the presence, the glory of God or not, guess what? We are designed for it. You are designed for the glory of God, for that presence of God to, to, to be on you, to be in you. You see, just like a wall plug or a plug, is designed to fit a wall, a wall mount. You know, it's three plugs and it fits in. It is just designed to slip and fit in there. 
It is just incredible. There is no strife. There is no pain. There is no struggling. I mean, there is moments. But if it is new and it's, it's, it works, it just goes in. And it's the same with us, with the glory and the presence of God. We are designed to fit into God's presence and glory. It is just incredible. You see, every taste and experience we have with the presence of God, guess what, is an invitation for more. When you have that moment in worship and you get emotional and the tear starts flowing, in that moment, God is inviting you deeper. He's inviting you to say, there's more for you. There is more for you. And I believe this is the year for the more. I believe that. Now the question comes up, how do we respond to God's presence? Now you're in that place. Lord, how do I respond to your presence? I'm experiencing these things and people experience God's presence differently than others. But how do we respond as the body of Christ, as, 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 as a believer of God? How do I respond to his presence? You see, I, I said when I did the transition prayer, that we are more God's presence of constant. It is our awareness that goes up and down. But when you get aware of His presence, how do you respond? How do we respond? Because how we respond to God's presence in our lives have an effect on the glory in our lives. I don't know about you, but I need the glory in my life. I need more miracles. I want God to touch my children, touch my house, and give me wisdom. See, how we respond to God's presence is how it will affect the glory in our lives. Now, how many of you remember the story of the Ten Commandments? Remember Moses went up the hill and he had the stone tablets, and I know there was a calf in between, and he went up again and he came down. But when he came down, his face literally shined with glory. Go and read the Old Testament. It's actually quite amazing. And his face shined with glory, but the people were fearful. And because they were so fearful of this glory that they said, they don't know this. People are scared of things they don't know about. That Moses had to cover his face with a veil. Sound familiar? When they built the temple, what did they do? They hide, they hid the presence of God behind a veil. When Jesus came, he had to tear that veil down because that was not, that was not the, the, um, the purpose for his, his calling and his, and, his, oh, and his glory. Now let me read quickly what Paul says regarding this moment of, of Moses. Paul comes and he says in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 6 to 11, Our ministry is not based on a letter of the law, but through the power of the Spirit. Now I'm reading from Passion Translation because it just says it so much better. It says, The letter of the law kills, but the Spirit pours out life. Even the ministry that was characterized by chiseling, uh, chiseled letters on stone tablets came with a de dazzling measure of glory. Did you see that? That the law came with glory, though it produced death. Then it says, the Israelites couldn't bear to gaze on the, on the glowing face of Moses because of the radiant splendor shining from his countenance, a glory destined to fade away. Yet how much more radiant is this new and glorious ministry of the Spirit that shines on us? For if the former ministry of condemnation was ushered in with a measure of glory, 
the old ministry, the old law, the Old Testament was ushered in with a measure of glory. How much more does the ministry that imparts righteousness far excels in glory? What once was glorious no longer holds any glory because of the increasing greater glory that has replaced it. The fading ministry came with a portion of glory, but now we embrace the unfading ministry of a permanent impartation of glory. Man, it's, it's a mouthful, I know. It's permanent. It is permanent. You see, 2 Corinthians 3 is the, is the chapter in the Bible who mentions the glory of God the most. It speaks about the glory of God because Paul comes and he reminds us how the glory came in through Moses and how the people responded. And then he says, this is how you need to respond as a new covenant believers. We're not in the law. We're under grace. We are under grace. You see, Paul says that there's a huge difference between the first time and the second time the glory came in. You see, the first time the glory manifested, when the first time the glory manifested, law came in. And then it faded away because of fear and the response that the people had to the glory. But the second time the Spirit was given, life was, was there was a permanent impartation of the glory of God in our lives. Can I, can I, can I share with you the secret? The first time... The law was given, 3,000 people was killed instantly. 3,000. The first time the Spirit was poured out, Pentecost, 3,000 people were instantly life changed. Do you see the difference between the Old Testament glory that faded away because of response that God wanted them to climb into that new covenant belief? And, and it faded away because of religion. And then God came in with the new covenant, with the new spirit. Jesus just died on a cross. He released the light with the dark will never again conquer light. And the, and the disciples caught that thing. They, the Holy Spirit was poured out and 3,000 people's lives changed forever. So how do we respond to His presence? How do we respond to His presence? There's a, a lot of ways, but can I give you one? Do you know that worship is a response to His presence? Worship. Worship is a response to God's presence in our lives. You see, he's never, have you ever seen a young man in love? When that lady walks in, man, he is, he, he changed. Oh my goodness, he makes coffee, he washes the dishes, he pulls out the chair. I mean, he's just, whoo, he's just walking on clouds. And it's like, I always thought, who are you? Who are you? Same other way around though, yes. I mean, this is incredible. Now, why is that? Because he wants to show his affection. He wants to show her attention and show his affection in that moment because he is in love. But see, we've come through so many religious settings in our lives and, 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 and it has changed the way we respond to worship. And it connects religious stuff onto it that I need to, I need to, you know, I need to be with um, myself That's how we grew up. Yet the glory, when the glory comes in, it is a holy mess. 
I've been in a room like that when God's glory is so heavy, when people are running around, spinning in circles, shouting, sh- crying, singing, worshiping. It is, it is God's glory is so incredible. But our natural response to, to His presence is worship. So when I worship, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a, a young man trying to get the attention and the affection of his lover. And I want to put my hands up. Lord, I want to shout. I mean, I want to, I want to be something because, oh, Lord, I want to invite your glory into my life. I want to invite your presence into my life. I can't afford, whoops, I can't afford not to have more of your presence. Am I talking to someone here today? I'm not bringing condemnation over you now. You have to shout, shout and jump and dive. And, and I remember when I was in youth, um, I just came out of um, a more religious church and we were in AFM. And man, those guys are running around and clapping and shouting. And, and I thought, oh my goodness, what do I have to do? Now I just, do I have to get the rhythm or I don't know. Until one day a friend, uh, one of the youth pastors just sit, sat with me and said, Henny, just close your eyes and whatever you experience in your heart, just go with it. Just if you have to, you want to put your hands up, put your hands up. If you want to close your eyes. And, but the big thing is to connect to His presence. And that's what worship does in our lives. Now, and because of the Israelites being passive and scared and fearful, the glory was lost. Unfortunate. I mean, it broke something open to me. You see, church, I believe that we are entering a season where God, and He already is, where God is pouring and will be pouring out His glory to the church in an exponential way. We need to be ready for that. We need to be hungry for that. So, Lord, I want more of You. I don't, want to be, I, I don't have to be weird to have more of His presence. I don't have to crawl around and jump and fall over. I can experience His presence and His glory Right here where I'm at. When I'm reading my Bible, when I'm driving my car, when we are corporate in a setting like this, we need to experience more of God. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 8, 8, 18. And I'm reading from Passion again. I'm convinced that any suffering we endured is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. Let me ask you a question. How many people do you think went through some dark times in the last 22 months? How many friends, family, maybe you, went through death, turmoil, losing your business, going through? It was hectic. It was not fun and still going through it. Europe was going through turmoil. And yet Paul comes 2,000 years ago and he said, I am convinced And Paul was quite a convincing guy. He said, I'm convinced that no suffering, any suffering that you will endure, is less than nothing compared to the glory that God has in store for us. Man, that, I mean, every time I'm reading that, I realize that, Lord, are you sure you want to, me? So everything I've messed up in my life, you really want to, Lord, I've been through some dark, dark times. And God says, you know, every word in the Bible is a prophetic word to you. It is something that is a promise to you. The word has over 7,000 promises for you personally. Which when Paul says that, it is a prophetic promise into your life that says no matter how much the dark times in your life is, it doesn't even close to compare 
to the magnitude of the glory that is about to be unveiled. Unveiled. Remember when Jesus died on the cross, what happened? He unveiled the presence. That curtain tore and the presence became part of our lives. I thank God for that moment, otherwise we can't have the Holy Spirit. We don't have the presence of God in our lives. When I sit and I open the Word, I need the Holy Spirit to speak to me. I need Him to open the Word to me. I need Him to give me wisdom in times where my emotions are running so wild. I need objective way to look at things. Thank you, God, for your presence in that moment. You see, all of us have endured stuff. I believe that the light will shine brighter. The light this year will shine brighter. And let us make sure we hunger for more of His glory. We need to be hungry for more of His glory. We need to be hungry for more of His presence. And, and, and sometimes the devil comes and he condemns you and says, Ah, oh, you're not good enough, man. There's too much sin, there's too much this, there's too much that. And when the Holy Spirit just comes and says, There's no condemnation for you. Romans 8, verse 1. No condemnation. He started out this chapter with says, There is no, there's nothing that condemns you. There's nothing. See, when we inherit what Jesus paid for, glory was deposited in us, but we have to receive a revelation of what it means to walk in the glory. If I look at every one of you today, you have a deposit in your life to pray for the sick. You have a deposit in your life to speak life and raise the dead. You have a deposit in your life to, to cleanse the lepers, like the Bible says. We have a deposit in our lives to release and experience the glory of God in our lives, to experience His presence. Or to sit in a warm church and still listen to the pastor. <laughs> Let me read you the last chapter, and I want to end with this. John 15, verse 7. Now remember, Paul, uh, the Apostle John, he starts John 15, which says, You are the vine, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. You remember that scripture? Very well known. Then he comes to verse 7, and he says, and I'm going to end with this. He says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, will ask whatever, whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. Awesome scripture. Awesome scripture. Now, if you look at that well-known verse, what do you think is the main focus of that scripture? 99% per of people will say, whatever I desire, it will be done for me. But it's not. That is not the main focus. The main focus is to abide in me. The fruit of the main focus is whatever you desire will be given for you. That's the fruit. But we need to abide in Him. See, that's the true focus of where we are in 2022. We need to abide in Him. And how do I get that revelation of the glory? We abide in Him. We abide in this is how do I respond to his presence? We abide in him in worship. You see, it is a seamless connection, a continuous awareness of the presence of God and of the Holy Spirit on us. 
Do you know what abide means? To remain. To be connected to. To remain there. Some translation says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. It's to remain in. Remain in him. Be connected. Seamless. No struggle. You see, this is not a mind thing. It is a heart thing. It's not a head thing. It's a heart thing. You can't figure this thing out with your mind or go and, and, and train yourself to do this or, or figure this one out. No, no. It is something that clicks in your heart and it is a result. The result of it is an awareness of His presence. The day when I realized that, oh my goodness, I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. So that means that everything I've done, and I've done a couple of things in my younger life, has been erased because I've repented. I've given my life over, and suddenly I'm under grace. That, means, that doesn't mean I, need, I now can do any sin I want to. Grace is not a cover-up. It is an empowerment. But as soon as I realized what I have, the, the result was an awareness of His presence. Oh, wow. And it's an intentional thing. Every morning I open my Bible, and when I do worship, I need to be intentional, shift my focus, and say, Lord, I'm in worship. Thank you that your presence is constant. I need to be aware of it. And then God started showing up in my life. I started seeing things. Now, we live in Stellenbosch, and, and we know that we are surrounded by beautiful vineyards. We know what a, a vine and a branch is. We've seen the vineyards. I don't know how many of you have walked up to a vineyard or maybe have vineyards in your home. But a branch is not glued on to the vine. It is not sewed onto the vine. Am I right? It is organically grown out of the vine. And John 15 starts with, I'm the vine, you the branches. Everything in my life flows out of the vine. We are attached to. So the life of the vine feeds the branch. And it organically attaches to that. It is not a, uh, now I need to stick you to it. No, it is organically grown out of what God has given us. And because the vine, has been the, the, the vine feeds the branch, the branch don't have to strive or, or make effort to bear grapes. Am I right? Have you ever seen a branch under the vine said, I confess grapes in the name of Jesus. I call the grapes in now. No, no. It is not a it is, it is who it is. Because he is connected to the vine, he receives the fruit. He abides himself in the feeding of the vine. Am I speaking to someone? You see, the fruit in our lives is not the result of the effort. It's not the result of the effort. It is a result of the connection to the vine. I cannot make effort to be closer to God. The effort has been done on the cross. I need to be who I am. Lord, here I am, just as I am. I'm aware of your presence. Come and fill me. And it's, it's all the time when I did the less effort in my life, God was there more. I experienced him more. See, we need to live in a constant awareness of God's presence in our lives. Can I give you a last quick thing? If I give Stephen an assignment that I have a ring, and I, the ring is worth 10 million rand, can you keep the ring, but you have to keep it in your pocket for 30 days, I'll give you a million rand if you can do that. 
But if you lose the ring, you need to pay the worth of it. How many of you will put your hand up? Come on, million rand, man. Dead, thank you. Thank you. There is. No, no, there's no. Just keep the ring in your pocket. Now, this is the thing. How many of you, if you have that ring in your pocket, will be conscious of that ring in your pocket? It's like whew, every 30 seconds. I'm just, oh, it's just there. It's like I'll never wear the same. I'm going to wear the same pants for 30 days, but I'm going to keep this thing safe. But there's a difference of awareness, of conscious. I'm conscious of this thing in my pocket all the time. See, we suddenly have an awareness that we carry something of worth. Suddenly. And as believers, we need to realize that we carry something greater to such much, so much greater value as that ring. Are we aware of it? Are we conscious of that presence of God in our lives? See, it's, the, the reward of that thing is much greater than one million rand. See, it's super important for us to stay connected to what we carry. We carry the presence of God, the glory of God. And we need to remain connected into that vine constantly, daily. That's why we need to open our Bible, read, pray, and be connected to the vine. If we catch this today, we're going to see the glory of God more. We're going to respond to His presence and worship. And we're going to see more of God in our lives. Trust Him for more miracles. Trust Him for a miracle in your business, wherever, and see more of Him. See, if we respond in worship with, a, with, with an affectionate heart and don't have a passivity as a habit, there's a constant connection to His presence. Amen. Can we pray? I want to ask you to stand with me. Sure, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm really hungry for a deeper connection with the Father. I'm really hungry. I'm hungry for, for His glory to come and change lives. No matter how many Satanists are around you or how many people who doesn't serve God, when His glory comes in, He changes the situation immediately. Immediately. So let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning. Lord, may your glory and your presence, may your presence come in a manifested way this year. Lord, I pray that your presence come and touch us and that we will be known as carriers of your presence. That we will be the people people others call to come and pray because they've seen something on our lives. Lord, I pray for a deeper connection with you today. Small steps. We don't have to, to split the waters or walk on the water, Father. We just need to know you deeper. We just need to get more of you, Father. Lord, I pray today that, that there will be a seed that drops in our hearts this morning, a seed that says, I am hungry for more of him. I'm hungry to receive more of him. I'm hungry to see miracles. To see the impossible become possible. I'm hungry to see my children grow in God and know the truth. Lord, I'm hungry to step out of that place of guilt and condemnation and step into that place of grace and know that you have forgiven me. 
Lord, may that be a constant thing in our lives. Lord, I pray that this year will be a year where we will see your light shine in every way. That we will see the seed in our lives grow. And when that seed hit the light, that there will be a supernatural growth. And Lord, I pray that the glory will come like a cloud and overshadow us and bring in the impossible. And we will see how Stellenbosch get saved and, and, and glorify you. That church will be the highlight of the week. That small group will be the highlight of the week. That men's group, ladies group, wherever we have a moment to share your goodness will be the highlight of the week. Lord, will, may people get saved on the mountain bike, in the gym, in the schools, in the swimming pools. May your glory come and change us for. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstalenbosch.co.za.